Hi, you guys are listening to the Gamer Sushi podcast, the first episode. I'm Eddie. I'm Nick. I'm Mitch. I'm Anthony. I'm Jeff. And uh, this is our inaugural edition of the podcast. Um, we've been wanting to kind of do this for a while. It actually took us a long time to get it set up tonight. <laughs> we yeah. had uh, all kinds technical of issues. issues. Yeah. Technical issues. Anthony had to call his ISP. Um, he said I had to go. buy a program. I had yeah. to give them hell. Yeah. Anthony told them he was on a very important conference call. So <laughs> pull some rank. <laughs> yeah. Um he didn't want to tell them he was doing a nerdy podcast, I guess. Um but we've been wanting to do this for a while and so we thought we'd just uh get it rolling and uh kind of see what you guys think and let you guys hear it. So I guess the first thing we're gonna talk about is just kind of what we're all playing about right now. Um Nick, do you wanna Jump in on that. Yeah, uh, basically, uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen is just consuming my entire life. Um, I'm not really playing anything else unless you count Plants vs Zombies on the iPhone. And I've kind of been wanting to. Uh, I uh, our friend Jace gave me some uh, Castlevania DS games. Been kind of wanting to dig into those, but there's just so much other stuff to play. But yeah, basically it's just Final Fantasy 13 whenever I get a moment and uh I'm about 30 hours in I guess now. So Sorry, you in the middle of like I'm chapter I'm, 11. Yeah, 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 I'm in chapter 11 right now. It's and I'm loving it. It's 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 so fun. I mean, I don't know if we want to we want to talk about it just yet, but um the combat is great. It's so much fun to play. It really you keep reading everywhere that it's like it gets better with every hour it's it's true. It really, really gets better with every hour. And then I'm right in the like the great, great portion of the game. So I'm loving it right now. Nice. Yeah, I finished it. I finished it last week. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it felt like the first the first maybe 10, 15 hours were really rough for me. And then I loved it after a certain point. And then the last like 10 hours or so kind of declined a bit. But overall, I really, I enjoyed it. I probably would have, you know, well, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the one that's writing the review, so I don't want to spoil what I'm going to put. But <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah. S. S. <laughs> Not an S. <laughs> uh, that would be if Anthony reviewed it. <laughs> yeah, that's why we established that I can't review it. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, and I, I, this is Jeff. I've only played it for like an hour and a half. I, I got to the point where you're first controlling Vanille, and was just so disconcerted by her skipping that you know. I <laughs> she also does a lot of giggling and sighing. Yeah. yeah, she makes those crazy like anime girl anime noises size. that make yep. me so irritated. Yeah, it's very cringeworthy. But yeah, no, I finished it. I liked it overall. Um, I, what what really frustrates me about the beginning of the game is that it, I feel like they, cause me and Nick, talked about this. They kind of bury the lead. You know, they have this really cool story, and then they just, I don't know. I, I feel like they do a pretty good, a pretty bad job of presenting it when the yeah, game starts definitely. off. I, I think that. I wanted them to tell me more about their story, and they wouldn't tell me about it. Like, I was actually really interested and wanted to know, like, I mean, it, yeah, it's ridiculous to be talking about Falsy and Lussy and, and Pulse and all this stuff, but I was kind of interested in all that stuff. I ate it up, and I just wanted to learn more about it, and I ended up having to go into the 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 data log and just reading about it, you know, so... Anthony, what's your opinion? You're the you're the resident Final Fantasy fanboy. <laughs> um, I feel the the same way as as Nick did. It gets better as you go. Like when I first started playing it, I really liked it, and then just because I was so excited, and then I kind of hit a, like a little wall, and then I got God of War three, and I'm like, well, let me just beat this real quick. So I went and beat God of War three, and I came back, and now I'm I'm I just finished chapter eleven. I just started chapter twelve, and um, like I I love it. Like the Crystarium, the leveling up system, the the battles are ridiculously fun the music is really starting to, to get really good uh in certain battles and everything like that and uh I, like nick said the story is kind of you know I, i'd like to know more about it and i feel like it's pulling teeth to get information out of them yeah no it's it's really really good i wouldn't give it an s um despite my fanboy status but it is very very good and anybody who says it's like the worst final fantasy ever is probably a moron because the worst one was final fantasy 2 for the original nintendo <laughs> <laughs> Neutral as always. That's right. <laughs> and that's a fact. And also, I'm playing, other than that, I'm actually playing a lot of um, 
Uncharted 2, the multiplayer. I don't think too many people have messed with that because there's only like 70,000 people online every day. It's really, really fun because the capture the flag mode is called Plunder. You get a treasure box, and when you pick it up, it slows your character way down. What's cool is all of the platforming from the single-player game is incorporated into the multiplayer, so sometimes you have to get the, the treasure box up to a high place, and you can't climb, so what you have to do is you throw it. You're basically throwing the flag. Sometimes your teammate will be smart enough to be standing up there waiting for it, and then he'll run and take it. So it adds a whole new, a, a more cooperative feel than some other multiplayers I've played. Um, it's not like Call of Duty where you just, you know, put on Marathon and grab the flag and run, and your teammates be damned. So yeah, Uncharted 2 multiplayer is actually so good that I have to force myself to stop to keep playing the single player. So, really? Wow. It's, it's really, really fun. Um, and I've, I wanted to mention it because I don't think a lot of people have tried it, and it's, it's really, really fun. Yeah, see, so my experience with the Uncharted 2 multiplayer, I, I didn't jump into it until after I finished the single player. And I mean, admittedly, I'm not a multiplayer guy at all. I had very little experience with it until recently. I just, my experience was getting killed instantly as soon as I walked around a corner, like every time I spawned. Yeah, like you just, you got to like attach yourself to some cover real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it was way above, the difficulty curve was way above my skill level even though the game wasn't you know i was playing it like three weeks after the game came out the reason i started playing the multiplayer before i finished the single player is because i actually played the the beta uh, on the ps3 network oh, and um okay. so i got a lot of experience with it um before the game even came out i got really good at it so i don't mind jumping right into it yeah so, i think that's probably why so many people like that's why i had a bad time with it is because there were people like you <laughs> who had <laughs> gotten What's on there is, and played the hell out of it yeah I'm not usually very good. Like, if you play, like, if you ever want to play Halo, you'll probably kick my ass. But the only two shooters I've ever been good at are Call of Duty, maybe why I like it, and um, and Uncharted 2. Like, if we play Resistance or Halo, you'll kick my ass. But I'm good at those two, so I like them. Well, you just oh, use the you just use the dual shotguns in Modern Warfare 2. That's why you're so good at it. I have never <laughs> used those, not even once. <laughs> I will use the knife, and I will run around and stab you like, like you know, like. Freddy Jason or something like that, but I will never use those shotguns. I draw the line. <laughs> oh, by the way, real quick, Nick, those Castlevania DS games are amazing. Go play them right now. Yeah, I know, I know. I need to. I definitely need to play. I, I've, okay. I've played one of them, but I need to play the other two. Sorry, go, Eddie. No, I've got a confession. I've actually never played a Castlevania game. And that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie broke the podcast. That's, that's the end of Gamer Sushi. We have to find a new Eddie that has played Castlevania. <laughs> I, yeah, I, think I, just, I, I think I played it back on the SNES. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, on I've never... SNES? Oh, uh, on the SNES or the NES, Jeff? SNES? I think, I think on the SNES. I don't remember. I, so that was like Super that Castlevania 4. Yeah, Super Castlevania 4. Eddie, you haven't played Symphony of the Night or anything? No, I was watching. I was watching someone play it at Nick's house recently. Um, our friend Miles was, was playing it, and I was watching, and I was fascinated by it. I was like, "This actually looks really fun." I'll give <laughs> you just, the money. I just never played it. I'll give yeah. you the money if you download it. <laughs> it's one of the greatest games of all time. That's what I hear. It goes on a lot of people's. I've seen it on a lot of people's top ten lists for yeah. best game ever, and then it, it usually ends up with a lot of people's number one or near number one for best PS one game. It's the Final Fantasy VII of Castlevanias. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's 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 fantastic. I absolutely love. It. I think it, it that. I mean that that it's always said, but really that and Super Metroid are probably the pinnacle of of platforming, uh, and maybe the pinnacle of two D gaming. But yeah, I both I love 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 Symphony of the Night. It's fantastic. Well, you're a big Metroidvania guy. So. Yeah, I am. I really. That's or why Castle Roid. Castle Roid. <laughs> <laughs> No, it like, sounds like hemorrhoids. Yeah, yeah, it sounds terrible. I, that's why I, I was so excited about. Um, Shadow Complex was because it was just like it fulfilled every fanboy need that I ever that I ever wanted. I mean, it was unapologetically uh, homage to to Super Metroid, you know. Yeah. So with, with Nolan North. Yes, yeah, with, with North. Nolan North, of course. Yeah, but that's not so special these days. I mean, he's in like everything now. <laughs> Isn't he in like Dark Void or something? Yes. Yeah. And he's <laughs> yeah. There's actually a game that's coming out. It's got Nolan North doing every character. So. <laughs> uh, isn't that Assassin's that. Creed 2 uh, oh. oh hey no don't make fun of Assassin's Creed 2 oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're touching a sore spot for Mitch now <laughs> um, that's funny yeah it's what Dark Void starring Nolan North as Nathan Drake yeah. Yeah. 
You know, that's real quick. That, that's why I was irritated when they got him to do the new Prince of Persia, the, the sucky one that I didn't like, because yeah. he was, uh, he, you know, at that time he was sort of an unknown voice and Nathan Drake was a new character. So to me, he was Nathan Drake. And then yeah. all of a sudden he's the Prince of Persia. And I'm like, no, that's Nathan Drake. <laughs> like that doesn't work for me. You can't do that. And then he was in every video game ever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was in he was in ODST, uh, Halo Three ODST. He played um, uh, the Romeo character, and that he actually did a different voice, and he didn't really sound like Nathan Drake. Well, and then isn't then Nathan Fillion is in ODST also too, and they kind of sound similar, but yeah, he did a different character. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, come on, I mean, what what is he doing other than just doing a Nathan Fillion impression yeah. in video games? <laughs> I mean, which is why all nerds love him. Yeah, it's true. He was on an he was also on an episode of Modern Family. Oh, Nathan Drake was? Oh, Nathan Drake. Um, <laughs> Nathan Drake was yeah. animated on the screen, yes. <laughs> yeah, he played, a, he played a guy called Donald Flum. Wow. Donald so, Duck. So, Mitch, what are you playing right now? Uh, I'm playing a few things. Uh, I'm playing uh, Pokemon Heart Gold. That's Pokemon. We don't need to talk about it. We all know how that goes. <laughs> you, get, you get your Pikachus and you level them up. You get badges. Um... We're going to talk about Splinter Cell in a second, I think, Eddie. So I just want to talk about uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2. I'm still playing the multiplayer for that on the PC. And that game is absolutely fantastic. I think that's my favorite multiplayer experience that I've ever had. There's uh, me and ever. the... Ever. Thanks. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Like Me and two of my buddies will just get together and have like a mini LAN party in my friend's basement. And we'll just spend a couple hours just like just absolutely owning at that game. It's a lot of fun. Do you want to maybe talk about Splinter Cell a bit? Splinter Cell, I'm I'm a big Splinter Cell fanboy, I guess. Like I love Chaos Theory and like the the single player um of that Splinter Cell is one of my favorite like stealth games ever. And uh so I was really excited about Splinter Cell Conviction and then I played it this weekend and I was pretty disappointed by by the single player. It just you can tell that they scrapped development on it um at some point and that they've rebuilt it and it's just it's 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 a mess, really. Yeah, it it kind of is. It's kind of disappointing cuz that that game was originally supposed to come out in 2007. And what that, it was, uh, that was Obo, like, Obo Sam Fisher or whatever. Obo fights. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. that was like, that, that was three years ago. And like, like polished games have come out in that time that have way better presentation than conviction. So yeah. like they, mu- they must've just stopped and re- started rebuilding it maybe like a year and a half ago. I'm guessing just by how rough it feels. Cause like number one, like the graphics are not great. Like yeah, the entire, really not. the entire, yeah, the entire thing looks like, very sort of rough hewn and all the faces are kind of like just blocks with like lip syncing is terrible too it, on, it's terrible the yeah they look like ventriloquists i almost expect to see someone standing behind <laughs> sam fisher with a hand up his back just moving his face yeah it's just like just their lips don't move their chins just go up and down and then the the co-op though is is actually a lot more fun than the single player um and it's crazy because the co-op actually feels um really polished and i think it looks better than the single player which most of the time you don't see that in games uh, whenever you're doing like a co-op or a multiplayer mode, but I think the co-op looks better. It's designed better, and it feels like an actual Splinter Cell game. Only you've got like another dude there helping you out. Um, but the the co-op was a lot of fun. Uh, me and Mitch finished that over the weekend, and it was a blast. Yeah, it was really good. Like, it's it's about it's only like four levels long, but it's almost as long as a single player campaign because that thing's like six hours. But I mean, I mean, there's more stuff that I can recall about the co-op campaign than I can about the single player p- campaign because like. There's one point where you have to uh, escape uh, a Russian base, and you have to crawl up this guard tower, and all along the guard tower are just like automated turrets. So we're just like targeting guys and taking them out, sneaking past the turrets. It's probably one of the most intense experiences I've had with Splinter Cell Conviction, which is saying a lot. So and then there was the Russian guard that sounded like Little John whenever they get surprised. <laughs> yeah, and the second mission of the game, you're sneaking into this thing, and there's and there's like these Russian guards. And whenever they get surprised, they yell, "What?" And me and Mitch just thought that was the funniest thing. And every time they did it, we started yelling. We started yelling what? But yeah, yeah. I think I think we had to play the beginning part of that level like maybe twenty times just because we weren't taking it seriously at all. So what have you been playing, Jeff? Um, well, so I actually just finished up Assassin's Creed Two, and it, it was really cool because like I did not like the first Assassin's Creed at all. I, I had borrowed it a year or two ago from my brother. And I just remember like very long sequences of walking between towns and riding slowly on a horse and endless battles that weren't very much fun. And I, I think I, I gave up on it at one point just because I got so frustrated just trying to climb up a viewpoint. 
And but then like all all yeah seriously like uh, there was some viewpoint that was surrounded by guards and they got me every time and finally I was just like oh screw it and I stopped so I was really skeptical really really skeptical about the sequel but just Mitch and Eddie and Nick just raved about it and it was really cool like it was it was interesting kind of comparing how they did a good job of rebalancing the game and adding new mechanics that sort of made some of the more frustrating parts of the original work better. It, like it was, it was definitely like a, a masterclass in like how to fix a game that did not work well the first time. I agree um, with that 100%. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and so it was, it was really exciting to play and I really got into it once I got down and, and started playing it. Um, I mean, the only real thing that they still, that still just sucks is if you get to the point where you're actually in combat with soldiers around you, it just was kind of frustrating that it felt like you had to pull a special move to kill anybody. If you're just yeah. trying to fight a guy with your sword, he's going to block you. You're, you're yeah. not going to be able to get anything done. And so after a certain point, I just ended up, once I learned the disarm move, I would end up fighting barehanded, disarming guys and killing them because that was easier than fighting with a sword. Yeah. And the, yeah. Other, funny thing, yeah, and the other funny thing is that if you, kill a, like if you walk up to a guard and just beat him to death with your hands... You don't get notorious for that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I like that's what I figured out is that if if I wanted to get somebody out of the way, just punch him until he falls off a roof, and I, I wouldn't get in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah, fist, fist fights were totally legal in Renaissance Italy, man. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is um the thing that frustrated me most about that game, which I really really liked that game, was just the the context the context sensitive commands. Sometimes you know if you you're trying to fight, but you brush up against the wall. Oh, now you're climbing. You know, uh, one uh, time I was on top of a roof and I was just trying to peer over, and I accidentally hit the wrong button, and I jumped off the roof and impaled two people, <laughs> <laughs> and instantly went to notorious. And I was just like, shit. And then everyone starts yelling assassino, and then you're running away. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just a big. Hit. Well, see, the thing is, though, if you had done that in the first Assassin's Creed, you'd just be just be screwed. You'd be notorious forever. Everybody would chase you around. But like that was one of the the mechanics that they fixed. Where, oh, well, yeah, okay, you can screw up. You can accidentally kill innocent people in front of a giant crowd. But if you go and find yourself uh, a wanted poster or somebody to bribe, you can fix it. Like so, yeah. it never it never felt as like as big a deal because that's that's what always got me kind of stuck in the first one is that I was just like, if I couldn't do a stealth kill, then I felt like I was just screwed. You know? I loved I loved chasing down the uh, who were the guys that you had to kill that brought your level down. Oh yeah, the, the, the like the public officials. officials yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I like bribing was fun and whatever. But whenever I saw one of those guys that you had to kill, I I just darted, <laughs> just beeline straight for him, and just have I would have foot chases for blocks with him, and it was that was one of the most fun things because it's like I have to get my level down now. This is the fastest way to do it. So then it's like this. Uh, you're, it's a like little mini game that they put in there, and I don't know. I just, I I love 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 that game. But yeah. So since I finished that, I've actually been playing a bit more of God of War because I have the God of War collection, and uh, it's interesting. I I'm good luck been, with Aries. Eh. <laughs> okay. So actually, Anthony, the boss battle that drove me crazy was the Minotaur in the Hades level. I seriously wanted to scream at the television, and I, I don't know. You you haven't experienced frustration till you till you the last boss of that game. You will be a changed man. <laughs> I was I was not happy with it. Like so, the I, the boss battle is very tedious, and it seemed like you had to figure out like the one way of attacking him to wear him down to get to the point where you can do the quick time event that is completely unforgiving because it's with the, the analog stick. You have to do, do like a. A left, yeah, like the, right circle, yeah, all that stuff. You guys do like Hadoukens with it? Yeah, you have to do Hadoukens. <laughs> and if you, if you screw up one of the seven Hadoukens that you have to do, then you're back to wearing him down again. And then once you've done this entire process like three times, finally all his armor is gone and you have to like wear him down all the way down like he has a full health bar at that point, even though you've been fighting him for, you know, 45 minutes at this point or whatever. And yeah, I died uh, probably 30 times. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I definitely got the trophy uh, for getting my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Was that, is that like a real trophy? It is, in fact, a real trophy. Oh, is it? 
Yes. If, if, you, <laughs> if you die enough times in a row on the same checkpoint, it offers you the easy mode. And if you get offered the easy mode, you get a trophy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that happened in God of War 3 for me as well. <laughs> I mean, well, it, I think it, the Simpsons game has a thing like that where it's like if you failed something a certain amount of times, you got an achievement for zero points <laughs> for like perseverance. And I got it. <laughs> I was like, it's the Simpsons game. Why can't I beat this thing? <laughs> I don't, I, you know, honestly, I don't remember the Minotaur fight, so maybe I didn't have, maybe it wasn't that traumatic for me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I really, I guess it almost felt like I was playing it the wrong, the wrong way the first, like, ten times I died. And I, I it was like a, a process of, like, all right, that move doesn't work, and doing this then doesn't work, until I finally, like, figured out there was one move I could do with my best weapon that would hit him six times. And so I just spammed the hell out of that move to get him down it's nice. it, it is a tough game like yeah. it, it's definitely i mean it's not ninja gaiden level but it's 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 harder than bayonetta you know <laughs> see i just don't really get into games like that like i don't know i guess something about those you know like i played a little bit of dark siders i mean i didn't get very far into it before the thing glitched out on me and i quit playing the other day but um like like just those types of games like i played the first god of war and i just didn't get that into it like something about that that style of game just doesn't really appeal to me but then i loved wolverine randomly so, oh yeah that, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, see that that's the thing. Like, <laughs> my my vote didn't really get counted on our our top ten of the year because I didn't play enough games from last year. But <laughs> yeah. Wolver, Wolverine was on my top ten. I, I was no, I was seriously like gung ho about that game, and I'm not kidding when I say that. Even once I probably played a couple more games, they'd probably still be up there. I love the hell out of it. And that's the thing that would lie. I think that thing that defined last year, other than you know Uncharted Two being epic and amazing, was the fact that we got two really good superhero games in the same year yeah. with Arkham Asylum and Wolverine, and that was just that's unheard of that you would get two in ten years before that. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the of the best superhero legit superhero game before that. Superman sixty four, Spider Man two. So Spider-Man 2. Was it Spider-Man? 2 or was the one on PlayStation 2? I don't remember. That was Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I would submit yeah. any of the like X-Men Legends or Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are pretty awesome, but they're not really like sort of licensed games in the same right. way that like um like Wolverine was, you know, well, it was based on a movie and that was a miracle that that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true too. So it had two things going against it. Yeah. yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was better than the movie too, so that's what I hear. I never saw the movie, and uh, the yeah. game the game did it for me. So I guess I don't need to see it. Well, it felt like a legit like the way a Wolverine game should feel because you know he was getting blasted to pieces, you know, during the actual game, and then he's like cutting people up, and it's actually really, really gory. I was like, okay, this is the way a Wolverine game should feel, and that was kind of the same thing with Arkham Asylum, is that it was like, oh, this feels like a Batman story because you're feels, you're a ninja. Yeah. 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 Well, and totally. just yeah, just the fact that Batman never kills anybody in Arkham yeah. Asylum. That that was a very cool like that was a very cool bit of design that really fit with the character. I, I don't know. Seems yeah, like a lot of games would just have him like throw batarangs and knock knock people off cliffs. Yeah, it's, it's not like in Splinter Cell where you kill absolutely everybody. Yes. <laughs> unless you're told not to. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The other day Mitch Mitch put a topic up um asking for people's suggestions for topics uh, for for this feature, which we didn't say it was a podcast at the time, but uh, I was trying to be things, I, yes. I was tra- sorry. I was trying to be sneaky with that, and you know, just sort of make it secret that we were doing a podcast, but it kind of Backfired. didn't work out as well as I hoped. Yeah, yeah, I'll admit it. Because <laughs> <laughs> then we got well, there was one that was like talk about facial hair in games or something. <laughs> yeah, or just in general. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just talk about facial hair for about twenty minutes. I so, have a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, so I guess one of the one of the big topics that a couple of people seemed pretty interested in was the idea of music and video games. Uh, I know Anthony, you've been writing some stuff about that recently. If you wanted to take that one away, yeah, I'm gonna um, try every week um, to just put up there a song that you know I think is a good game song, regardless of whether you've played the game or not. Like that Chrono Cross song I put up. I haven't played Chrono Cross in ten years. I didn't even really like that song that much when I played it, but I listened to it like a couple months ago and I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Why didn't I like this 10 years ago? <laughs> um, so I'm going to try and, you know, and I'm going to try to stay away from, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to do a square Enix RPG every single week. 
Um, <laughs> because I'm sorry, that's where all the best music comes from. But so I'm open to suggestions. But um, I was talking to my uh, friend you know, Zaven on Gamer Sushi and um, about music, and I just I don't know if it's the style of music these days. Like maybe it's more subdued. I don't notice music as much as I used to. And one of the things that we sort of uh, were throwing around was I was thinking maybe it's because I'm paying attention to voice acting and the music's you know not as important as it used to be. But he he had a really good point about um, repetition. Like in a long time ago, you didn't have a lot of money, so you'd play a game and then you'd play it again, and so you'd hear the same music over and over again, and you would end up oh this is really good. But nowadays we play a game and we're right onto the next one. So maybe that's why I don't notice music as much as I used to. But I'm I think also music is more prominent in older games. Like I mean, I remember like playing Sonic, and I guess it is a thing where I would just play Sonic all the time. But like. Casino Night and Sonic, like I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah, that's that is the focus of the level is the music, and then you're just ha- you just be happening to bounce around in the background of the music, you know. It's like, but I I feel like a lot of old games were like that. Like the music was so much more. It, it was maybe it was just louder. I don't, or maybe there, <laughs> maybe games were just less complicated, and so you you really didn't have to focus on like some doing some insane quick time event like in Heavy Rain you could just hop and kill stuff. And so you just focused on the music more. I don't know. Well, you know what, what games off the top of my head recently that have had like distinctive music cues, Uncharted 2 is the first one that oh, yeah. comes up in my mind. Mm-hmm. Just the, there's that. Like a movie score. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And every time you come, is it like every time you get to a new level, there's that uh, gong sound? Yes. Mm-hmm. That, was such a, like, that was such a cool, like shivers up my spine type yeah. of like, moment whenever that happened. I don't know. I, I actually really enjoy listening to film scores, um, like whenever I'm reading or trying to relax. So I'm always kind of interested in that kind of incidental orchestral music. Seems like most games, I don't know, I can't really think of anything else other than that. Like maybe Fallout 3 just because of the way the radio works. And so you hear the, mm-hmm. the period music from the 1950s while you're wa- walking around through the apocalyptic wasteland. But I mean, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else that has, like, what I would consider good music. I mean, Crackdown had horrible music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, but the gameplay was amazing. <laughs> I mean... Oblivion had good music. Yeah, yeah. I agree with... I, well, I think, I think it had pretty good music. It was, it, well, see, well, okay. It, the Oblivion music does have an interesting story, because apparently the guy wrote it after he was, like, in a car wreck, and he was in, ho- in the hospital thinking about, like, life and death. And I do. You're right. I actually do remember the Oblivion music, but I think it was a little bit more repetitive. Yeah, it, there wasn't a lot of variety to it, but it was um, what was there. I liked, and I think it's the same way as the reason that Uncharted 2's music was good is it was, it was cinematic. It felt like a, it was like a John Williams score almost, and mm-hmm. a lot of games seem to be going away from that. And wasn't like, wasn't Uncharted music done by the guy that did uh, Firefly? Um, Barry McCreary. Yeah. He does. He does uh, the score for, or he did the score for Battlestar Galactica too. See, I thought he did the score for the first Uncharted and the second Uncharted. Okay. I yeah, I don't know actually about that. I can find out. We do have the internet. That's true. We, we have we have the power. Yeah. So Anthony, I was kinda, ask, Oh, sorry. Keep going, Mitch. Yeah, sorry. I just kind of wanted to submit something. I know that it wasn't the most popular game of last year, but um, Halo Three ODST actually really has. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I just knew at some point Mitch was gonna try to bring up ODST. Okay, keep going. Okay, well all right. I am I am the gamer sushi official Halo fan, that is true. But I mean there are some songs on the ODST soundtrack that just don't sound like they belong in a Halo soundtrack. Like um for example the opening part of the song uh Bits and Pieces. Uh, look it up on YouTube, just give it a listen. It is actually like a really nice uh, melo- uh, melodic piece, and it just it fits the part of the game so well, but it also works out of it too. So I mean, ODST had some stuff that sort of stands away from the typical Halo like rock guitar and drums type of soundtrack. So I just wanted to throw that out there, even though it, it was met with uh, guffaws. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, and the Halo Three, or the I guess it's been the Halo theme the whole time, but it gets bigger and bigger every game. Just the main theme of Halo, I just. I just love hearing that, you know, like it's just, I fire up the game and it's like, it just gets me ready because it just has that bit, it, it, it grows, you know, and um, it just, it gets me ready. It's like, I'm going to go grab a beer and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get ready and I'm going to kill some shit. And yeah, so I love the, 
the the Halo Three theme. Nice, Anthony. I was going to ask what you thought about the um, the Gears of War music because when I played the game, that one actually stuck out to me. Not because it was like spectacular necessarily, like it wasn't some like you know, but it stood out to me because it reminded me of like it reminded me of like action movies. Like it reminded me of like Predator a, a yeah. lot and like Aliens. No, no. You're absolutely right. Just to give everybody some background, I just recently played Gears of War for the first time because I just yep. got a 360 two months ago. Um, so uh, yeah, I did. I just recently played Gears of War, and you're right. I was actually one that I was going to mention is um, uh, Gears of War. Like the music wasn't necessarily like great in the, the sense that like you know like unch- like you would say Uncharted or Final Fantasy's music is great, but it got my pulse pounding. It was it was definitely like I was in the moment, and I was like yes, like it. it you know, I really felt like it, it immersed me more into that world and everything. Yeah, I really like the music to Gears of War. Yeah, like it just for some reason. I remember when I first played it, I was like, I feel like I'm playing like Aliens. You know, yeah. the game. <laughs> exactly. Like the music would kick in, and it wasn't even until like the dust had settled that I was like, you know, that was actually a pretty kick-ass song. Yeah. Wish I'd been paying attention instead of shooting locusts in the head. Yeah. Nice. To uh, to sorry to, to go back to Symphony of the Night. Incredible music in Symphony of the Night. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to go back to that. <laughs> yeah. Castlevania has had some really good music over the years. Definitely. Nice. Well, um, moving along to some other topics, I think I'm going to jump past one of them here cause we're, we're kind of, we've, we've gone down some rabbit holes already. Um, good call. E3 is actually coming up really soon. Um, so at least it's always one of my favorite things to, to make some E3 predictions, um, and kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of speculate about what, what we're going to see. Um, you know, I think I, don't don't you go with uh, PS4 every year for the past three years now? <laughs> I'm like PS4 is coming, guys. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So I guess um, if one of you wants to take away, maybe Mitch, do you have any E3 predictions for? Because I guess E3 is in like a few weeks now. Yeah, it's coming up pretty soon. I don't think I don't think we're going to see anything really big this year. I just think we're going to see more uh, media from Reach and uh, Gears of War three. Um, I'm kind of hoping that they're going to show some stuff for Infamous 2, because I recently read, uh, I, I forget where, but I recently read that uh, they registered Infamous 2, the game, as a domain name, so I'm, yeah, I'm kind of hoping we're, yeah, we're going to see some more about that, because I really like Infamous. Um, but besides that, I don't think anything too big is going to come out this year. There might be something for Natal, maybe the move, but I think it's just going to be Microsoft hammering home on the next few big games they got coming out. Yeah, do you think Gears 3 will be playable? I think it might be, you know. I think I think there might be some playable sections, maybe some part of the campaign, just to show off the next version of the Unreal Engine. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, maybe not anything that will show up in the actual game itself, but just a just an indication of the direction they're going. I think is probably what we're going to see. I was actually really surprised because there was the Halo. I mean, there was the Bungie and Activision thing, and I was actually surprised they didn't hold off on that till till E3. But I guess Activision wanted whatever good press. It could <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, E3 is a time for good news, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> I had read that actually Bungie said they wanted to not take away from um, all the hype that was going to be coming up with Halo Reach at E3. Oh, okay. So they Probably for Microsoft's and, sake. Yeah, exactly. So they wanted to go ahead and get that out there while they could. That makes sense. I wonder if we'll see anything. lull in the lawsuits. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see anything from, you know, from whatever it is they're working on. Because they said they've actually been working on it for two to three years, uh, whatever this project is with Activision. So and and the Activision thing makes me curious too because Activision's real big on I mean they've got Blizzard they're real big on continuous payment cycles um, and so some people have been speculating that it might be an MMO Halo or a, subscri- MMO. a subscription based game of some kind but well no I don't think it'd be Halo because I think they said it's a brand new IP actually oh, right, right, right yeah no they said it's a it's an action universe that they're building so it'll be Halo but they'll just put different skins on it. Yeah, something like that. I read that they said when when they released Halo for the original Xbox, they didn't expect it to blow up the way it did. And so everything that came afterwards was like, oh shit, we better think of something. And now they're going through it with, well, we know this is going to be huge, so we're building the whole thing from, they're planning everything out from the the first first stage. Um, That that doesn't ever backfire on anybody, so I hope it works out well for them. (laughs) Yeah. Is, Is there any big Sony stuff coming out later, later on this year? Oh, um, the last, the, the last Guardian, the last yeah. Guardian. Oh yeah, last, the last Guardian. Um, the uh, allegedly uh, DC Universe Online uh, will be out this year. Um, 
uh, in terms of games that aren't announced yet, I, I mean, I just a lot of sequels. I think like Killzone Three, Resistance Three. Um, oh, we'll probably see a Resistance Three thing at E3 this year. I'm yeah, sure because it's been I a couple so. of years. Yeah, and I think the next one's going to take place in New York, which is kind of cool. I wonder if we're going to see anything from uh, from the the KOTOR MMO. Oh yeah, Old Republic because that's maybe coming out this year. They don't know for sure. I don't know if they're going to make it, but I've been here in spring 2011 for that. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, a long, long time. Hmm. Oh, one yeah, more I thing. Would... I think if if Sony really wanted to like just sort of be dicks, if they just wanted to just do a teaser for Uncharted Three, like not even gameplay, oh. but just like <laughs> you know, just kind of the shitty trailer that we saw for Black Ops or something like that this week. Um, I think if they just announced that and get that out there, I think that'd be a good move. That's the thing. That's the crazy thing. It's like I could see that totally happening, and that it would it it would be buzzing all around. Yeah. It would be like, dude, did you see the Uncharted three? It doesn't even matter. They could just show an Uncharted three logo, and it, people would be like, dude, Uncharted three was there. Just in the north with a microphone and a bag of money, you know, just yeah. like, hey. I would be so excited though. I, I love exactly. that game, man. I yeah. love the second game so much. Yeah, we uh, we all did. Yeah, that'd be that'd be. That'd be curious to see because well, I remember last year it um it was that Uncharted two was the helicopter level that yes. just blew everybody away at E three. Wow, yeah that 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 was that's what put the game over the top for me like to where it's like I have to have to play this game now. Yeah, <laughs> it was because of that. Yeah, I mean they, they I, th- I feel like it stole the show that year oh, <laughs> when definitely. they showed it because I was like I've never seen anything like this. So yeah, do you that- think that the the big the big guys are just going to do more motion stuff? I mean, is it just is that all we're gonna see really from the Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony? I'd read that Microsoft is gonna have a whole separate thing just for Natal. Okay. Um, so like a whole show. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> I think I think Sony will do move with their regular conference, um, which I really hope they get. I can't. Kevin Butler, the guy from the commercials, I think is his name. Um, he should do their keynotes. Yeah, the VP, exactly. of, the VP of everything. Yes. Yeah, they I love that guy. That, guy's uh, that, fantastic. that would steal the show. But um, I think they'll just do move with their regular press conference. But I think I read that Microsoft is going to have a whole separate thing for Natal. So you'll enjoy that, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about Natal every time I look at it. But because it's probably going to be a separate, you know, $150, $200 thing. You know, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, aren't we, are we kind of forgetting something, though, guys? I mean, like Zelda. It's coming. Nintendo's going to announce it this year, I bet, or That's at least true. show something. At least show something firm from it, because all we've seen is that uh, concept art. But I bet we're going to see something this year. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. We've kind of forgotten about that. <laughs> you know, um, actually, like I'd be completely there for that. I I pre-ordered Super Mario Galaxy two. My Wii mostly gathers dust, but you know, <laughs> for those for those like big titles like that, I, I'm totally down for that, man. Yeah, yeah um, I, that, that's the only thing I, I use my Wii for. Just to let you know where my Wii is right now, it's over at my fiance's house because I rented her Project Runway from Gamefly. <laughs> Wait, that's a nice. game? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what would I you put give that on my S? GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, have, we haven't got a chance to play it. I had to come over here and do this podcast. So <laughs> that's what we're I'm doing sorry. tomorrow. I'm sorry we took you away from Project Runway for the Wii. That sounds I'm like not. a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's already eyeing the America's Next Top Model game that comes out in June, so I'm trying to make her forget that exists. <laughs> wow. Good luck. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm, I don't know. I keep, there's, there's always rumors of the Wii HD thing that people always keep talking about, but I just I don't know if I see Nintendo actually doing something about that. Um, they don't, they don't need to do it. Yeah, I don't think they need to. And they probably know they don't need to. Well, because who would, who would buy it? I mean, like, seriously, yeah. the people that bought a Wii in the first place. It's fully like, saturated the market. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. The DS keeps selling like ridiculous numbers every month. Well, that's because they keep coming up with new versions. But I mean, pe- people keep buying Nintendo stuff. I don't, I don't understand it, but it goes somewhere. And it's true. The DS puts up ridiculous numbers all the, constantly. Well, don't you think there's a different market for the DS than the Wii, though? Like, it's not. It's one thing to say that Nintendo sells, you know, Wiis like hotcakes, but the people playing the DS constantly are people that like portable gaming. Which you know the people that play the wheel or bought a lot of Wii's are the people that want to play the Project One Runway game, and that's or the only fit. game they want to play. You know, or we fit, yeah. and that's the only right. game they want to play. And they don't care if it's in HD or not because you know it's not a big deal. It's just about playing that one game. Also, when you, oh, sorry, go ahead. Anthony. 
Oh, um, just when you buy a Wii, you're buying it for the whole family. But if you've got four kids, all of them are getting a DS. That's true as well. That is yeah, true. that's true. Yeah, I was just I was just making a point that like, um, they've already saturated one market and they keep seeing sales. So I mean, it's not unreasonable right. to expect that that might continue with the Wii. I mean, it's just I'm just postulating, but it could. Right, happen. I saw today that they're packing in with the black Wii, um, the um, Wii Motion Plus and Wii Sports Resort. So oh, that's wow. going to come with Wii Sports. So if there's anybody else out there who's been <laughs> on the fence, this will get the last of them. That's true. Well, I was see. I wouldn't be surprised though if they treated the Wii the, the same way they treated the GameCube and the and the way they're. I mean, not the GameCube, the Game Boy, and the way they're treating the DS right now, where they just marginally upgrade it, you know, and yeah. and and lower the price of the regular one, but then release a brand new one that's just a little bit better. If they apply that same principle to their then it would make consoles. sense that they would they would release an HD one. Yeah, you know, where they don't just keep releasing like some ridiculously like twice as good console that they just will release small upgrades. You know that can do a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. You know, eventually, eventually, maybe I could play good games. So, oh, oh burn, <laughs> dude! I, I'm telling you though, get ready. I think we'll we'll eventually see a 3D Wii because that just seems like right up the Wii's alley. Yeah, it does. So, I hate everything 3D. <laughs> That's. I think yeah. we could do a whole podcast on 3D, but yes. <laughs> I'm in so, 3D um, now. <laughs> Half Life. I, I don't. I don't like it. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Half Life Two, Episode Three, maybe. No, no, Still no. 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 Sorry, I'm gonna slap that one down right now. We're not gonna see that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see Portal Two. Uh, what about, I think what, about uh, what about Left 4 Dead, Dead 3? Three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, another starting the, start, start the boycott right now. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead and get the Facebook page ready for the Left 4 Dead I, Three I, boycott. I, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of side topic there. I'm curious to see what will end up coming out on Steam for the Mac. That actually launches in two weeks now? May the 12th? Yeah. You'll finally be able to play Counter-Strike. I will finally be able to play Counter-Strike. <laughs> it's only like 11 years old now or whatever. <laughs> now, actually, what I was thinking might be fun to check out would be the original Half-Life. Considered, you know, I played number two without ever having played the first one. I, it I'm, probably hasn't aged very well, but I don't know. The, the graphics really haven't aged well. And it's amazing because I remember when I first saw the original Half-Life, I was blown away by the graphics. I was like, this is epic. And now I look back at it and I'm like, this is terrible. They're so low res. <laughs> but I, I still think the gameplay is solid and I think you could have a fun time with the original Half-Life. So, I mean, hell, if I could get it for like $5. Right. What year did Half-Life come out? Oh, 98, oh, maybe? Oh, so I'm See, way I, early. I played it. <laughs> I played it for the first time in 2002, and I played it on the PlayStation 2, and I loved it. So I, I don't think that's a barrier to uh, – I know it's several years later past that now, but I think it's still enjoyable. Eight. There we go. Yes. Thank you. Ooh, someone went <laughs> to school for math. Yeah. <laughs> you can always yeah. just wait for that uh, the source mod of uh, the remake of Half-Life to finally come out eventually. Oh, yeah, that, but that that's kind of vaporware, isn't it? That thing I think it's been on hold forever. You can wait for the Flash game. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think what they're going to push a lot with that. I mean, it'll it'll be a little bit delayed, but I really think that Portal Two will be heavily pushed towards Mac users as well. Oh, you totally. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because they're I, I don't know. I, Telltale Games is starting to release like their Salmon Max and uh, the other stuff that they make on Mac as well. It's interesting seeing like more companies starting to do that, like Tales. Of, Tales of Monkey Island is out on the Mac. Mm. I grew uh, like I grew up as a Mac gamer, and I remember like back in the day being very upset when Bungie got bought by Microsoft. <laughs> they were like the only company that made games for the Mac. Right, because Halo would have been a Macintosh game. Yeah, and I was I was very sad, <laughs> and that was basically like back then. That was just about the end of my Mac gaming life when well, Bungie I stopped. That that was about the end of Mac gaming. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty, really it death blow. It's really interesting that like maybe it's Halo effect from iPhones getting it's, games back on Macs. You know, it's, I know I, iPhone and iPads. Because like, remember, Steve Jobs just goes off about how like he doesn't care about gaming on the Mac and yada 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 for years. And then all of a sudden, it's like the iPod Touch, the best gaming machine ever. We're taking <laughs> on the DS. We're taking on the PSP. 
And yeah, now they're completely embracing it because it's just making them boatloads of money. Yeah, because he was like, what, people are going to buy this shit? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and go with it then. He is a tricky he was, bastard. I he, think he was as surprised as anybody. Yeah. So speaking of um, kind of more computer-based games, they they came out with the release date for StarCraft II today, didn't they? Yes, July, they did. July 27th? Yeah, Somewhere July 27th. Yeah. Oh. Is that for I... three of them? No, that's just the <laughs> oh. first one. <laughs> I, I actually have the beta. I haven't played it, though. I downloaded it uh, because the Mac beta just came out, and I downloaded uh, the beta like right before I left for the beach. And then I went to the beach all weekend, and I, I so still haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. But I definitely want to check out the beta, see what it's like. Well, I have I have watched somebody play it, and okay. uh, that's about the most experience I've had with it. Uh, he got his butt kicked in about ten minutes flat. So I expect I expect to get my ass kicked completely. But I just want to play it once, maybe. <laughs> well, RTS games are so hard like that because if you don't know, like it's the the learning curve on them is so stinking steep. You know, jumping into them is really hard. And you yeah, have to fly like ten million Koreans. So, <laughs> <laughs> didn't he say no Zerg rush? I mean, come on. You got to set they, the right rules before. Didn't they have an issue with it in Korea though? Didn't it get like an adult only rating or something? Yeah, it yeah, did. It, yes. It, yeah, they're trying to repeal it, but I don't know. There's that big scandal too. Have you, did you hear about the scandal with the profession? I know we're probably going to go off on another tangent here, but did you? There's a scandal with the professional StarCraft gaming league. Apparently, I heard a bunch about of it. like. Yeah, a bunch of them were like throwing games and like giving uh, uh, recordings of their playing to other teams so they could throw games easier and just like taking dives <laughs> for money. That's it. So it's like it's become <laughs> boxing in Korea. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty the, much. It's the Protus Black Sox. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> no, I, I like the reference, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like the I reference. I was trying to be funny. That just kills me that they actually do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know that there's aren't aren't they seeking like a relationship with another gaming league because of it? That that I don't know. I only knew about the uh, the original. A friend of mine is uh, not the same guy who's in the beta, but uh, another friend of mine is really big into competitive StarCraft gaming. He's absolutely crushed about it. Like he's like, I've lost all faith in competitive gaming. I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it it it's apparently a pretty big deal, surprisingly. So, man, yeah, well, they, I mean, they still play StarCraft, like original StarCraft. There, you know. But, yeah, they do. It's huge. Oh, speaking speaking of uh, still playing games, how many guys are left on uh, Halo Two? Twelve. Okay. <laughs> we should have a we should have a thing every podcast. We should update. I just, I'm just <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to to finally get kicked off because then I want to I want to do the the gamer sushi post that's like looks like they couldn't finish the fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till all twelve of their Xboxes get the red ring of death at the same time. <laughs> They're using the original Xboxes, yeah. probably. Yeah, no oh, red really? rings. Oh so, wow! So the power cord will just explode. I think that was the problem <laughs> with the original ones. Yeah, no, the, the power cords. I was actually I had a temp job a couple years ago. There was like a call center for power cords bursting into flames. <laughs> wow. Well, the, yeah. the original Xbox was pretty hot. I can't wait to see that on Fox News. Twelve homes burst into flames simultaneously <laughs> around the United States. Because of the video games. That's right. Vandal. Because of the sex box. <laughs> and then they'll have the then they'll have the, the ass effect picture as a <laughs> Yes. Dead ass. But um but yeah, it was really funny because there were fourteen of them and then and then Microsoft offered them offered them all Halo Reach beta codes and then like three of them immediately left, <laughs> like immediately signed off. Wow! And we just thought it was so funny because it was like you left your Xbox on for two weeks to be one of the last people to play Halo, and then you're like, "Guys, we're gonna stick it out to the end." OMG, Halo Reach! <laughs> and then you signed off. I guess well, they didn't buy ODST. Yeah, and they were too busy playing it. Halo Two. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is that they're offering them all Halo Reach codes, but I doubt I doubt all of them even have 360s. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, if they're still playing Halo 2, I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of other good multiplayer experiences to be had, but Halo Reach is actually a pretty good prize for holding out for Halo 2. I'm not going to lie. If I was one of those guys and I got a Halo Reach beta code, I would jump all over that because it is awesome. Yeah, the Halo Reach beta is pretty fun. Me and Mitch so, were playing it a little bit earlier. Yeah, you want to you talk about that for a second? <laughs> it's uh, just... I'm, sh- I'm sure we could be <laughs> persuaded to thoughts on it, yeah. <laughs> 
it's just really fun. It's just really fun. Well, I was because I was really worried. I was skeptical. I was really worried that like the the armor loadouts were going to change the gameplay too much. Because I mean, the idea of everyone having a jetpack or invisibility or whatever really kind of made me nervous. But um, I actually really, really like the changes, and they're real small. I mean, they they don't affect gameplay all that much. Um, and you actually can use like the loadout several times per spawn, but it doesn't really affect things that much. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of nice because like the jetpack you just think would be like totally unbalanced, but there's a it number one it makes you like a huge target when you're really up high in the sky, and yeah. the other thing is it's kind of slow to get going. So like when you first take off, there's a second where the jetpack tries to like pick up your weight, and then you go, and like the invisibility uh, sets off motion trackers. So if someone's invisible near you, it's kind of like um, the scrambler perk in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, where like your motion tracker will go crazy, so you know someone's around. Yeah, all the armor, are the all the armor abilities have like detriments to them, but I think armor lock is my favorite. Um, I've been using that a lot in this short time that we've been playing. I came up with a new term that I kind of want to get going. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't stop saying said, it while we were playing. I would. Well, you you were laughing. My roommate was laughing. I think that gives it the green light. Um, if you're using <laughs> <laughs> if you're using armor lock. And somebody's trying to kill you. You lock down your armor, and um, the person who's trying to get you dies, and you survive. That's called a lock block. <laughs> <laughs> he was so proud of himself for it. <laughs> I'm so, so proud of myself, man. I'm like puffing up my chest. You can't see it, but I'm like just. <laughs> well, then every time you would do it, he would yell "lock blocked," <laughs> because he well, would kill like, somebody. Well, because like shit. <laughs> well, you set you set off the EMP when you uh, when you exit armor lock, so people like wait behind you to assassinate the assassinate you, and then you just EMP turn around, kill them, lock block. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty fun. Like I've I, I was a nerd today and drove home during lunch and started downloading and uh, was able to play like right when I got in. It took us a while to get into a game, but I actually really really dig it. The the graphics are a lot better, um, which I'm not a big graphics guy, but it, like the look of it is a lot better than Halo Three. Um, and the the interface is actually really slick too. So yeah, it is. Yeah, the the UI is at a huge improvement from uh, Halo Three because on the side of the screen it just shows you like what all your friends are doing and it gives you the option to queue up to join them when their game is over. So it's a lot better than Halo Three where you have to exit out and then send yeah, a bunch that sounds of really nice. Yeah. So it's a even for a beta, it's a huge improvement over Halo Three. So it makes me excited for the full game definitely. Well, I think that is that is about it for the list of topics, and we've kind of gone on for for a while now so i guess uh we can we can wrap it up um if everyone wants to give their their twitter handles before we sign off sure you want to go first eddie yeah i'm eddie uh at eddie Rivas on twitter i am at nick camardo uh i am at mitch and uh, that's mi7ch because i'm leap <laughs> yes <laughs> i am at anthony taylor underscore and i'm at unsquare Sweet. Well, thanks for uh, listening to the first Gamer Sushi podcast. And that is a wrap. Important conference call. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, podcast. Nice. <laughs>